We're the Pragmatic Doulas. This is a podcast where we talk all about birth and other interesting things. Birth may be a goddess, but she doesn't want to be worshipped. She wants to be respected. She doesn't want incense. She wants common sense. Are we ready? <laughs> oh, hi. Hi. Morning. Yeah, yeah, we're on. Yes, we are. Welcome to the Pragmatic Doulas podcast. This is a podcast where we uh, talk about being a doula and other interesting things. Other interesting things. <laughs> that's yes. your opening. Is that what in, that's the opening? I forget now what it says. Over there, uh, in the red hat. Oh, it hasn't even been done yet. It hasn't even been done yet. It's wet, and I left it because the lady told me to come with it uh, washed with no product. You're going to see her today. I'm going to go the, see her today, uh, the hair lady. But the look hair at her hair. What, looks good I, that looks good. But the ends are really dry, so that's what I want her to fix the ends right. and stuff. To deal so, with. Okay. So cool. this is it just left. She said, comb it out in the shower, and then just don't put anything in it. Just let it air dry and comb. So that's cool. what I'm doing. Very nice. Thank you. And I like a red hat. Thank you. It is not a MAGA hat. Not a MAGA hat. It's it a Canada is hat. It's a Canada hat. You're allowed to wear hat, red hats, people. We're fucking Canadian. Come you on. You need to take that red hat back. <coughs> yeah. We own that red hat. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And cool. Kim. Hello. She's rocking a ponytail. A curly ponytail, which she said she doesn't like. No, I hate But I love curlier. it. It looks so okay. snazzy. Okay. That looks fine. But then look at this. Gorgeous. Are no, you crazy? I look like fucking cousin it. What the hell? <laughs> okay, okay well maybe forward. you need a whip all uh, of your hair forward. You need a we need this. Yes. You need, need a this? different cut for sure. Cousin oh my god, take the picture. <laughs> you do kind of look like cousin it. If you do that. <laughs> but I mean yes, come on. Come on. It smells really good though. <laughs> I washed it yesterday. Wait, 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 wait. Am I taking me a long time to get this camera up? Um <laughs> Just, it's just the hair. It's, Which it's way are you looking? Episode. I can't even tell. Yes. <laughs> oh, I love it. But it's so vibrant and lovely. Yes. You need a new cut. You can't just have it like that. You need a new cut. That's what it is. It's well, a cut. I not need the to hair. make money to actually afford to get. And I've actually been thinking about going blonde again. Okay. My hair's a hot mess because my daughter put it in two braids yesterday. Okay. And I have mousy hair. Mousy hair? Yeah. You had mice living in your hair? Regularly. No, that's me. <laughs> See how thin this is? So yeah. it's hilarious. My daughters, my daughters do a braid and they have these big, beautiful, fat braids yes. in their hair. Yeah, yeah. And luscious I've got this braids. Little yeah. tiny skinny thing. <laughs> Anemic looking braid. Yeah. yeah. My sad, sad braid. You know when you're when oh, I don't know, maybe not. When my kids, my first two kids anyway, when they first got their hair, um, or Kira, I guess. Her hair was so fine like mine. I was so dying to do little braids and everything in her hair, but it just poof went everywhere. It's yeah. like those little baby fine hairs. Yeah. Look, hair's look, like look that. a little, um, you know, the dandelion fluff? Yes. <laughs> That's my hair. It all just goes poof. Like yeah. My mm-hmm. mom, con- I had thin hair to start, and my mom constantly kept my hair short. I had Page Boy, Dorothy Hamill. I remember. Yeah. You I rocked that hair. hair yeah. for... My whole life, I never had long hair as a kid Mm -hmm. and constantly got it cut and cut and cut and cut by this, um, was she Filipino, I think? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she, can't remember what her name was, God. I remember she cut her finger one time when she was clipping my hair and bled all (gasps) over the place. Oh my God. Yeah, crazy. Um, But yeah, my mom swears it's because 
I constantly had short hair and I constantly had my hair cut that it's so thick. That, for, that, for anyone that, who that's doesn't the know, yeah. Okay. Kim was known as Kim I, with I would the like good to hair. see the science behind that, but I don't. Um, it's Maggie science. It's Maggie science. So, so there you go. So you don't need anything. You don't need anything more. Maggie science Maggie says it all. Yeah. Mm. All right. So housekeeping. Um, <clears throat> we have all used the bathroom. We have. Okay. Speaking of pee, <laughs> we, we are back from peeing. Yeah. So we've been waiting all week. That was a long pee. We drink way too much water. It's true. <laughs> Um, so last week we signed off. The idea uh, last week was that we were going to actually record a... The only story we have left is a story that is from somebody Stephanie knows. Mm -hmm. So it didn't feel right that the story we read was that one. And we didn't have anything else. Because I opened up the you know Pragmatic Doula's inbox and all I found was... Dust. Dust Crumbs. and empty placenta capsules. Splint. <laughs> busted up birth balls. Yeah. You know. It's all that was in nothing there. Nothing in there. Mm -hmm. Old, old, you know, mm -hmm. crap. Nothing. So we have nothing from you people. Mm. So listeners, <clears throat> send us your stuff. Yeah, we've asked you so many goddamn times. Why for aren't you listening to us? Yeah. Do as you're told. Yeah, like seriously. Anyways, mm. no. I know a lot of well, you have had babies, and strange things happen to you. So of all even, the topics we talked about, write us about those things. We didn't please. even get any funny stories about vomit holidays or cars. Come on, come and on. I know you got some of those. You must have a vomit story. Yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so um, we went away with the idea that we were going to get you to record separately the next week. Yeah. And put it all together mm -hmm. because I could do that. I can edit that together. <laughs> I can't, well, we edit, can't that edit that edit. out. <laughs> um, but I was at a birth. And as the technical advisor to this particular <laughs> podcast, if I can't be there, we can't record it. So I was at a very long 24-hour birth um, that was went really well, really, considering um, the outcome. But uh, I have a client due now, so I'm hoping to God <laughs> get finished. You can get this. through this podcast. get through this day. Yeah. <clears throat> so that is why uh, the podcast ended abruptly with us going to the bathroom and never coming back. Till now. Till now. Here we Til go. Till now. You have us now. Right. We're back now. We are. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Jack. Sit down. Yeah. So there you go. Any other, Any other housekeeping? Um, well, how did your birth go? Well, you were, you were missing. Too. Well, do you guys remember I went to two back-to-back -back births? Yeah. So I was missing oh, here because right. I went to an awesome VBAC over at Sunnybrook. Yes. And that went beautifully. It was... It was well, I was going to say it's long. It's not long because it was her first time actually laboring, so it was very right. normal, and it mm -hmm. all went well. And mm -hmm. um, I, I, I like super long for her, though. It, it was it, super long for her. It was, like, her. what, three weeks of labor? <laughs> yeah, she had, you know, like with a lot of VBACs, she had a lot of prodromal labor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So really, really common. But by the time you actually get into labor, you're a little done. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck this shit type, yeah. type done. Yeah. But uh, her... Her care providers were really patient and encouraged her to be patient, and all went very well. That's good. Um, and, yeah, lovely big old baby was born, and uh, they are doing very well. And then two days later, I was running out to, as a lot of people know, because I'm freaking excited about it. I got a pool this year. I was running out to grab snacks because we were having some people over on the Saturday. Got a call from my client who wasn't quite due. 
and her water had just broken and I said well yeehaw you know have something to eat and drink you're probably gonna be having a baby at some point in the next day she's like man these contractions don't want to stop so I called her and um, she was I'm like where are you she's like I'm, I'm cleaning up the floor but she was crawling back to the, the toilet and she sat on the toilet and all of a sudden I heard Ugh. you need to go <laughs> to the hospital right now Toot sweet yeah. I was like, Where, where's your husband? And she said, oh, dropping off our other kid. I was like, okay, I'm on my way. She lives 15 minutes from me. And when I got two minutes from her house, um, I got a call that they were on their way to the hospital. He'd come back, and mm-hmm. they were on their way. And, again, all I hear in the car is, oh, oh. I'm like, house? We're saying bubbles. We're saying house. Mm-hmm. We're saying anything. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's like, yep, click. <laughs> and slips. Exactly. So that was at water's release at twelve forty-five. Phone call that we're heading over to the hospital was at one fifteen. Baby was born at two o five. Two pounds bigger than our first baby too. Oh shit! Without oh my god, a stitch. Oh, beautiful. So lovely. Nice. It was a good day, and I made it back from my pool party. (laughs) That That is the way to do doula work. I love that. Yes. First time I ever attended a birth in a bathing suit and a bathing suit cover, though. So I was heading up to grab snacks <laughs> yeah, in my bathing suit and bathing suit cover. So oh, no. I once attended and a birth thoughts. in like silver sparkly high heels and a and a very snazzy red cocktail dress. Mm-hmm. Seriously? Back, yeah, from a wedding reception and things started moving. And so I just left and I didn't even go home. I just wow. went straight there and just, she. I borrowed some t-shirt of hers <laughs> and a skirt or something because I, I didn't want to get my dress dirty. No, of course not. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that was the most unusual doula outfit that I've ever worn. I had the same thing. I do not have that. I was mm. at the Royal York at a wedding at a wedding reception, all dressed up, snazzy, snazzy, got the call. Things were moving quickly. Midwife called me back like 10 minutes after my client goes, are you coming now? Because mm-hmm. I feel like you should come now. I'm like, yes, I'm coming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I am. Right now. That's right. And thankfully, it was, that was the Royal York. I just had to go over to St. Mike's. Oh, wow. So, yeah. yeah, so that's close. Mm-hmm. Mm. There you go. Excellent. See, I bet you've got a story like that. Those are our yeah, birth stories. I bet What's you the most unusual thing you've worn to, a, <laughs> to birth? a birth? Come on. Tell us that story. Tell us that story. Or what? <clears throat> what? what is the most interesting or the biggest or the most unusual event that you have had to leave to go to a birth from? There you go. Do it. Send us all. We know you have stories. The pragmaticdoulas at gmail.com. We're all friends here. So this here is a safe you. place. Tell us all <laughs> your secrets. Oh, but we do have a topic today, don't we? We do. Yeah. Marketing. Marketing. Mistakes. That, marketing mistakes. Marketing mistakes? Yeah. Oh, God. I was hoping to get some tips from you people. <laughs> I'm not sure where the people to get tips from. <laughs> um... So, I mean, there are so many doulas out there in the world these days, and I am incredibly impressed by Mm -hmm. some of the things that people are doing, some very new doulas, like new to doula work, and they're out there killing it. But I think also, when we took our doula trainings, it was like, here's how to be a doula. Bye! Yes. Now it's Definitely. like, here's how to be a doula and here's how to set up your business. Yes. Like a lot of doula um, trainings nowadays actually have a business component. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think they're getting... <laughs> Plus, mm-hmm. we have paid... We, 
the older doulas have yeah. paved the way. It's not when we were marketing for the first time, we were basically having to introduce to the world what doulas were. Mm-hmm. I mean, nobody knew what the hell a doula was. I mean, how many times did you get the question, you're a do what? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Dula la, yeah. a madula abogada. What? Yeah. <laughs> so can you come and deliver my baby for me? No. no. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. So that's the the history of it is that we didn't get that in no. doula in our doula school where I was trained. I got a lot of warm fuzzies and look at the potential of birth. That's what it, that if I were to sort of wrap up what I got from my doula training, it was that it was literally zero. About business. Yeah, nothing. Nothing at all. I got nothing. Zero. I remember the question coming up. Yeah. And that the How message that was put this? out there yeah. was that you are basically you, Inc. What you bring to a birth is what people will remember. They won't remember a double hip squeeze necessarily, but people will remember how you made them feel. And they will pass that feeling along to other people. If you didn't impress anybody, if you, meaning the client, your mm-hmm. connection with your client, um, likely they'll say, I don't even know what she did. Like yeah. in, in an indifferent way as opposed yeah. to, yeah. I just know that I felt safe. Like who was Amy Schumer who recently said, I don't even know what she did. Yeah. But, but this is but this is what she did. Yeah, and it was like and this is well, yeah, that's that's what a doula does. That's yeah. right. You might not be able to put your finger on a specific, but we walked. You were never alone. Yeah. But I think um, a lot of marketing right now, even like for me, is word of mouth. For sure. Like still to this day is word of mouth. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think for you mostly. Most as definitely, well. you get a, you get tons and tons of repeat. Repeat clients or yeah. referrals or from past from past clients. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And so I guess in that sense, I've I've done that part right, and so that will carry on. But I do love that the current marketing situation that doulas are coming out with do- business strategies because marketing is different now. Mm-hmm. And I think the time and energy um, the younger doulas or younger in their career doulas are putting into that is lifting them up. So many doulas back when we started were were really charging bupkis because mm-hmm. oh, yeah. they weren't worthy. Mm-hmm. As opposed to now people are saying, I've put my heart, I've put my money, I've put yeah. my emotional energy into building mm-hmm. what I want this to look like. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to charge accordingly. And that is absolutely appropriate. Yep. Do I think that senior doulas, career doulas, longer term doulas should charge more than a standard rate? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because yeah. with experience comes it's just a different energy and everything. But I absolutely believe that I know because there's been so much bullying about this online. Why are you charging yes. so much right out of the gate and shit? There's a, because a huge diversity of opinions about yeah. that. Well, right. I mean, that's yes. what we talked about last week. Did we? Is that what I missed? Yeah. yeah. But uh, <laughs> client centered approach versus like heart centered heart centered or, or centered whatever yes yeah yeah but if your heart is in it then the money needs to be there too so you can take care of your heart well yeah right if you're not taking care of the very thing you're giving away then and money is the is the method mm-hmm. you have to be able to pay your bills so you can rest so oh, you can yeah. take care of yourself so you can be at the best place for your for right. your clients or yeah. for your business mm-hmm. um so what in that case then what have what hasn't worked? Like when you first started, mm-hmm. what was something that was like an epic fail? Something that was an epic fail. Either of you. Well, well, something that I thought that would be more 
well-known that was not or well-received or even just useful that was not were brochures mm-hmm. like the trifold yeah i remember putting a lot of energy and then when you and i got together you and i looked mm-hmm. at a couple trifolds too they cost a lot of money yeah people often pick them up and then drop them yes um and it's too wordy it's yes. way too wordy you want basics in there and I think at starting out, we were so excited to be working together and to be putting stuff together. We well, put, we did baby shows, too. And we did baby, baby shows, too. Yeah. Which, again, I think was an epic fail. I think money-wise, it was the return on investment did not occur. No, but the so many times, though, later on, we got... It wasn't like... It was never immediate. I had no, people no, come absolutely. to us who said, I got this from my sister who went to the baby time show last year and she held on to this because she knew I was trying to get pregnant and like I can't tell you how many times I did have people come up and say I still have this from the baby show yeah but that's still but I mean when you talk about it the boosts that we were getting were literally two grand yeah so that's what you would have had Mm -hmm. to have gotten at least three to have actually made to bring your money back actually yeah to break even because Two grand for the actual booth, then the materials the, the that, you had to, that you had to put, and the time that you were investing. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Loved attending the baby show. Absolutely. Absolutely loved it. Thought it was the best thing ever. Met so many other oh, doulas. Yeah. So that's, I what loved I, that's, it. that's what I think the value is in attending the those networking. sort of baby shows. Yeah. Yeah. Is, the, is the networking. Mm-hmm. You might not get direct clients straight from the baby show. Like people yeah. are going to come up to the, your booth and hire you on the spot or even the yeah. next day or the next week. I mean, maybe there are people who, maybe they're doing the baby show right, and so they know. But well, it's maybe visibility. that's the way it is now, but it certainly wasn't back when we were doing right. it. Right. So this is what I've learned over the years, and I got to say that early on in my doula career, I really lucked out. I didn't do any marketing at all, because I was hired by a place right out of right, the gate. Right that's out right. of the gate, as soon as my training was over, and I got tons and tons of birth births and experience because of my breastfeeding background before... Uh, I even started doula work, and then I hooked up with um, Tracy Ruiz, who used to do birth solutions, Mm -hmm. and I got tons of postpartum work with her, too. She was my postpartum trainer, and so for years, I coasted on that, Yeah. and And then what happened, Suze? And then that facility where I got all the births shut down, then I was getting births, then I started doing childbirth education, and I was getting birth clients from there, and just kind of coasting on whatever yeah. I was getting from my classes and you know things started slowly slowly dribbling dribbling out because I was doing nothing and I had to ask myself really clearly are you going to do this thing or not I mean I had been doing it yeah for years and years probably about well it's been 15 years now so about five years ago I guess I had to say either you're going to do it like yeah. you're going to actually do this thing or and not just like let things happen by default. If yes. somebody happens to ask you after class, hey, can I can you be my doula? Hey, sure. That was how it was going before. You need to actively promote yourself, market yourself. And it was it's been only the last five years or so that I've given thought to that because I decided no, I cannot have a regular job. I can't do it. <laughs> so I had to stay, I have to stay in this business. Because it allows me to go get haircuts in the, <laughs> in the middle of the afternoon. <laughs> so for you, what's so. working, in, well, I guess in this for you as well, Kim, since you both teach, is you have the opportunity and the platform yeah. within yes. one line of birth work yes. to create awareness and value. Yes. 
through getting out there, through talking directly to people who are pregnant. But it's like you say, I mean, doing those classes, um, you know, and I, I was sort of coasting as well, like Mm -hmm. waiting for people to sort of come to me. But Mm -hmm. yeah, in the last couple of years, it's now been where I'm actually giving out my card to everybody, whether they ask for it or not. I've made brochures. I've gone back to the brochures to lay everything out to, you know, just say here, this is me. This is who I am. Please go to the website, blah, blah, blah. Um, and actively promoting, you know, certain packages that I really want to do, you know, that are, that are more specific to who I am. So, so one thing that I have done that is probably the most successful thing that I'm currently doing is because I have, the, I, I thought I would, I had to figure out a way to, um, what's the word, like take full advantage of this, this ready market that every time I teach a class, I've got 10 to 12 couples sitting right in front of me. And you're getting paid to be there. And I'm getting paid to be there to talk to them. <laughs> So I created a series of newsletters that I send out to anybody in my class who wants it. So on on the second day of my class, after they've gotten to know me and love me all of the first day, and then at the beginning of the second, in the middle of the second day, I say, hey, if you're interested in this newsletter, it talks about all kinds of things that we don't talk about in class, sign up, sign the sheet with your email address, and I'll send you this newsletter. It's only six issues, so you're not going to be like hearing from me forever cluttering up your inbox. And, by the way, if you're also interested in any of my doula services, and then I list them at the bottom of the sheet of the form, and people circle, oh, I'm interested in breastfeeding support or birth support. And that night when I go home on Sunday night, I spend, I kid you not, another two hours setting up the newsletter list and then also contacting every single solitary person in my class and say, hey, you were interested in hearing about birth support. Here's how my birth support works. And I have gotten many clients. So right since there, I doing it's that. follow-up, right? Follow-up. That's right. It's not... Follow-up, follow-up, It's follow networking. Up. It's networking. And, and, and then follow-up directly related to their interest. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's perfect. So, I mean, I don't think there's... I mean, I think there's a few things that, you know, are specific to really good marketing. But I think one of the major things is in getting your name out there is, you know, putting yourself in front of pregnant people People. and then following up. Yes, Um, because I've started doing the newsletters originally. Well, it's been a year now since Mm -hmm. I've been doing them. Mm -hmm. Eh, Nothing really happened for the for months and months and months. Nothing happened. I said, I'm doing this wrong. I'm, and then I said, I realized that that's what it was. It was the follow-up. And asking people. Because even if there's somebody in my class who has an idea, oh, that sounds kind of interesting, birth support. Maybe that's something that we can, that we want to explore. After all of the intensity of the prenatal class, they leave the class over the weekend. That little idea falls right out of their head. And it will not go back into their head unless somebody puts it back into their head, which that's would right. be me. So you that's me sending seed. that email to them and saying, hey, it's Suzanne. Thanks for coming to prenatal class. Blah, 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 blah. Um, I heard you're interested. Oh, or, you know, you circled that you're interested. So I asked them, hey, are you interested in this? And they would say, yes, yes, yes. So then I say, well, here's the information. And I follow up again. A week later, if I haven't heard anything, I follow up one more time. I don't want to harass people, yep. but I follow you just want up. To keep one. that seed there. And then you know how many times people said, "Thanks a lot." Oh my gosh, thank you. We were away last week. 
Thank you so much for reaching out again. Yes, we are interested. Can we talk some more about blah, blah, blah? So that's, that's what's working for me these days. That's one thing that's working for me these days. Yeah. So you've got an in with your class. You create a networking conversation, basically, mm -hmm. an engagement yeah. conversation with them. Yeah. Plant the seed, and then you follow up and you feed it with and your. They get yes. to see who we are. Yes, right. which is a huge. I mean, benefit. we have a ma that's a massive benefit. Yeah, like throwing it, it ourselves really in front, you know, on a weekly basis, almost. Yeah. Of you know, eight to twelve couples. And as much as it annoys me sometimes to get up to go to work, <laughs> to go teach on a Saturday morning while everybody else is sitting around drinking coffee, I, I remind myself. This isn't only just a job, because I get paid for teaching, mm -hmm. but it's also a marketing opportunity. Yeah. So I see if I can get at least one client from every single class I teach. And since I've changed my approach, yep. The last two classes, I think I got four clients, postpartum. One birth client, three postpartum clients from the last, from my from August already. So, so that's in-person support, or that's in-person promotion marketing or whatever. Or yeah. So that's, and that's directly with... What? With the parents, as opposed to reciprocal marketing. So that's where you, you yeah. get to network with other doulas, with other right. people who work with pregnant people. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Have you guys done much of that? I know you and I, many moons ago, we went and met with some people over at Thrive. Yep. Do you remember that? And I scratched the side of my car. Um, <laughs> didn't see that brick. But um, I just got that car, too. Oh, my but, God. Um, Another car that you Another know. doula car story. We were commenting about how you yeah. literally drive up in a different car. Every guy. <laughs> and Roger right. doesn't even work in the car industry. So yeah, no. I don't know. I always get his uh, whatever. You just left walk over. up to the driveway and you're like, who's uh, what, what do we got? Here? What am I who's drivable got? today? Yeah. Whatever Anyways. is uh, he's not on lease for with the with the company. But um, yeah, so what did we do? We went there, we went to meet with them just to kind of it was almost like a get to know you kind yeah. of thing with some chiropractors and stuff over at Thrive and Naturopath, which is lovely. Um, I find though doing that i'm not i know i'm gonna be put your thumbs away um i'm not a huge fan of that mm -hmm. i but that part of that is my introvertedness and never wanting to leave my house mm -hmm. <laughs> the other thing which is, is a thing it's, it, a, it's thing. a thing it's yeah. um but the other thing is i find marketing at events better so when we went to um the hell was that evidence-based birth thing in oh, the conference. Orangeville? Like things like that. I love things like that where you sit around and you meet like not just chiropractors and, you know, other birth professionals, but like other doulas as well that mm -hmm. are in your, you know, area. Mm -hmm. I think that is more casual. It's more, hey, we're having a meal. We're standing in line. Where, where are you from? Mm -hmm. da, da, da. Like it's. I prefer that to the, hey, let's meet up for coffee, coffee and discuss how we can, you know, mutually thing, you know, mutually support one another. I'm like, oh, hard I enough that. time. I have a hard enough time supporting myself. I'm not sure how I can add you to the list of things that I need to do. That's hilarious because I've been doing so much of that lately. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that's, Almost but that's like me. Every few, every, over the last few weeks, I've been meeting with different doulas or chatting with different doulas, um, talking about... How do you do things? What do you need help with? Blah, blah, blah. Which is, to me, direct networking, personal networking. And putting your name and your reputation 
um, your personality, whatever, all of that out there, yes to other doulas so that they know who you are. Because everybody gets a client that they can't take every oh, yeah. once in a while. Absolutely. I mean, I mean you that's want, some you of the want, best businesses I've got. Yes, you want you to be the doula that they think, oh, let me call Steph and see if she needs this person, if she has availability or whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's what I have gotten the most out of social media. My social media presence um, is, is like people know my name or, and they feel like they know me a little bit. And for the longest time, I thought, this is stupid. This whole stupid social media, Facebook, Instagram, it's all garbage. It doesn't do anything. It's so stupid. It's literally my whole life. Yeah, but now now I'm realizing it's visibility. It's visibility. It's who are you? Yes. Just exactly what you are trying to do by meeting up for coffee. And that I, that that's key value yes. for me. But yeah, what you're doing too. is you're creating that who you are for other doulas. Yeah. And you're creating who you are for any parents because let's face it, the people who are having babies right now are on Instagram. They yes, are popping in and, and putting in Birth Doula Toronto and seeing who pops up. And they're they're looking through. And so if they decide to start following you, in order for them to call you, they want to kind of be able to look through your Instagram and say, oh, hmm. that's relatable. She kind of vibes with me. Yeah, yeah. See, exactly. I think the thing with the, with the in-person, you know, meeting up for coffee, I don't mind doing that with doulas. Like I yeah. absolutely, especially new doulas, I absolutely don't mind doing that with new doulas. Mm-hmm. My thing is with going and seeing naturopaths and chiropractors and things like that. Like it just feels like they want too much from me and I'm not getting, because when we've done it in the past, we haven't got, I personally haven't gotten the reciprocation of that, mm-hmm. but I have put them on my website and I have, I have sent them clients and things like that, but I haven't gotten that in return. So at this point now, not that I don't recommend to certain chiropractors and things like that who I think are good, but I just think, you know, somebody calling me out of the blue and sitting down and having coffee with me, it's like, I don't, I can't be responsible for your marketing, like for marketing you. Mm -hmm. That's, that's kind of. That's kind of the feeling you get from it. Mm Yeah. Yeah. Like they, they just want something from me and I'm not getting the the same in return but i'm sure it's not like that but that's how that's how it that's how i feel about yeah, it yeah, yeah so i mean again put your thumbs away um feelings are valid <laughs> so there you go no i don't i don't feel that way at all i feel i'm i'm happy again not to, with other doulas that's yeah not how I feel no with but other i'm doulas. talking about it's, other professionals who yeah. who may come in contact with pregnant people who could be potential clients of mine yeah um I am happy to, re, you know, refer to a specific pelvic floor therapist, for instance, or a massage therapist or whatever. I know, I know you do. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that's something that I actually plan on doing, reaching out to some other professionals who, maybe not birth professionals like lactation consultant or something, but other professionals who come in contact with pregnant people. I think that's a really good marketing tool. Absolutely. In some sort of, there's different ways to do it. Yeah. So meeting one-on-one is one thing. I dropped off postcards to a family uh, practice, a family doctor practice. I did get one mm-hmm. person call me and then do one breastfeeding visit from that. So, But I think I need to do it more. That's the thing with marketing. You can't just do something one time. No, no. You've got to like 
really keep hitting it and hitting that, it, hitting that it, follow hitting up it. And, yes. and keep doing things repetitive yes. consistently. And I, and I haven't, I haven't gotten, I haven't nailed down that system yet. I think I'm, I've finally gotten to a groove with social media. I spend a lot of time making original posts and content and trying to make my stories match up and all this kind of bullshit. It is so much work. I can't even tell you. It doesn't come easily to me the way it might like I see like my grandson and on my nieces and all that. They're just like post. Post. Nope, I'm agonizing over, you know, does this apostrophe go before the S? Because you know the grammar police will be out there. Well, you know, when you're over a certain age, like they laugh at me all the time because my texts are all so grammatically grammatically correct. That's right. And they're like, oh my gosh, mom, you don't have to like put capitals and periods. And I'm like, yeah, yes, I do. do. You're reading (laughs) it. So doesn't it throw off your reading? I'm like, no, we get it. We get what you're trying to say. Whatever. So I take, I spend a lot of time. Finding the right images, making the right content, and all of all of that, and I'm, I've got that down. But then there are other aspects of my marketing that I that I'm just kind of trying out, and I haven't nailed it down yet. But that is so. What you just said is you know how chaotic that can feel, and how mm-hmm. yeah. overwhelming even sometimes it can be able to look at this and go fuck this and want to shut it down, right? Yeah. So the biggest thing that was a mind turner for me when I guess maybe it was about a decade ago, but. Uh, that would be before social media. That, that would be just kind of, yeah, it was just ramping up and stuff, yeah. right? That would be Yahoo would groups. Have, Yahoo groups. <laughs> but um, when someone asked me about who my target market was many months ago, do you remember right. that book I had? I had this book called You, Inc. or something like that. And it, I remember looking at it going, do you, and they said the very first thing before you start anything is determine who your target market is. That is, that is key. Yeah. Key because it doesn't who matter is what your, your target message is. Single solitary marketing thing says that first. Determine who your ideal client is or your target market or whatever. Literally Absolutely. down to what they wear, yeah. what color their hair is, out. what who their nationality is, their religion, their job, and what they go drive, to the place where they hang out. Everything. You well, draw a what, picture of them. What do they want to hear that would make them feel comfortable reaching out to you? That is a question you have to ask yourself because no matter what you're putting out there that might yeah. be about you, mm-hmm. yeah. if it's not in line with who you want to be reaching out to you, or if you're just copying another doula because you think her stuff looks good, mm-hmm. you're yeah. not going to get the people you are looking to work with. No. Yeah. So I think um, that when this 12-hour uh, kind of time frame came up about language. doula work, right? Yeah, the 12-hour language, thank you, came up. Um, what 12 hour language? You know, oh, you mean like being at a birth for 12 hours? That's right. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, a lot of argument, as we know, went on online about this shit. And I'm just to each his own, right? And someone said, Well, what if someone comes to you and they are upset about going beyond the 12 hours? And they very simply said, Then those are not the people who want to work with us. Mm-hmm. That's it. I'm not going to. Period. I'm not going to argue with no. someone who yes. is not yep. okay with what I've decided to make my business about. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was a, there was a lot of of hurt going on at that time. There's a lot of confusion, mm-hmm. but really all it is, is people 
deciding for themselves, this is what I can offer. This is how I can offer it. And someone will want to work with me or not want to work with me. And Mm -hmm. I need to let go of those people who might attack that. Yeah. Same thing with us who choose to not do the 12-hour language. Yes. You don't attack me. Don't come for me because I've chosen to spend my time. This is how I want to run my business. That's right. All doulas are not the same. All families are not the same. And the people that I want to work with are not necessarily comfortable with the Mm -hmm. 12-hour language. Mm -hmm. However, my language in mine is that I come when you are in, when you are moving out of early into active labor. Mm -hmm. And my goal when I speak with families too and we discuss that is that I will come to you, as soon as you tell me that things are, we've determined things are in active labor, this is the early time you're going to go to bed, you're going to hydrate, you're going to try and sleep between the surges you're having, I'm doing the same. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to fill up my cup of energy Mm -hmm. so that I can come to you. And that is how I manage my time. Other people manage it through the direction of 12 hours. So, um, and all it is is marketing. When you're talking to a family about what you're doing, you'll know whether they're, they're the right people or not for you based on what you share with them and if they're comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And if you're putting that out there, then I know this is that whole, you know, airy-fairy, you put, you get what you put out, right? Um, your intentions. Mm-hmm. Um, I absolutely, I vaguely buy into that, but then I partly wholeheartedly buy into that mm-hmm. i partly wholeheartedly <laughs> like i'm just partially I, wholeheartedly yeah. like i, I totally really really want to i really really every now and then i really buy into it and then other times like this is That's such a jank bullshit. yeah but <laughs> i so i sat down last year six months ago maybe maybe about almost a year I sat down and I laid out who my target market was. Mm-hmm. I laid it out and I did everything like, again, I practically drew a picture of them, mm-hmm. of who who my ideal client was. Mm-hmm. And fuck, <laughs> within a goddamn fucking day. You got it. She walked get, it to your they, door. Didn't you get like three? Like three inquiries yes. right after the other? And you're yes. like, this is voodoo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yes. And while some of them didn't actually fit sort of the vision that I had, that was, yeah, that was at the beginning of the year yeah. when I, I remember had, that. I remember you telling us about that. I had six clients yes. within like a four-week period. Yes. What the hell? But did you like, get the first three in the first week? Yes. Yeah, yeah I remember that. <laughs> Look, so the, so the, the bottom line is... Witchcraft is legitimate <laughs> marketing strategy. <laughs> Absolutely. You only get what you ask for oh, or absolutely. put your energy into. What is that saying? You know, the grass is greener where you water it. Water the fuck out of your intentions for who you want to work with. Yeah. I mean, you, you water I, that I, shit. I, yeah, that sort of you manifest what you put out. Look, I totally. There was a new moon. <laughs> Earlier, earlier Let's this get week. Deep into the witchcraft now. Come on. Bring I'm us not there. gonna. F- Look, I. It's true. I no, I, I'm there for I it. I practice the witchiness. Okay. I set. I wrote down my intentions for yeah. this next new moon. Yeah. I burned it on at the new moon. Yeah. I did all. Let it fly to the wind. All of that stuff. It hasn't helped me find a man, but <laughs> in this particular case, I think that it will help me with my. Because here's the thing, with both doula work and men finding, (laughs) you know, when people talk about prayer works, thoughts and prayers work, and so on and so forth. Generally speaking, overall, I'm partially wholeheartedly there. I love that. I'm going to use (laughs) it every day for the rest of my life now. That is the name of this podcast. Partially Partially wholehearted wholehearted marketing. (laughs) 
I'm, I'm all there for the whole manifest your intentions and put what you put out in the universe, you get back, and the law of attraction, positive thinking, all that. Yes. But I think that people take it too literally. That all you got to do is think things into existence. No. You have to practice no. things into existence. You have to do stuff. Mm-hmm. You have to do yeah. stuff. But you can't just put it out there and no. then sit back and go, okay, let's yeah, go. Yeah, let's go. So if you overall believe that what I put out into the universe, I'm going to get back, that's true. So now, what are you going to put out? Yeah, that I would like to marry Idris Elba, so I will stand here naked and wait for him. You (laughs) fucking are already married, so sit your ass down. Stop. Stop it. Day pass. He's mine. Day pass. I have a plan (laughs) set out. You can't marry your day pass. Day pass. So, now so you're married to literally one of the best men on the planet. So shut your face. Absolutely. We, we love we Roger. Roger. Team Roger. Yeah. So, so yeah, so that whole thing, I think it's a it's a dome over our lives. Those those kind of big giant woo-woo beliefs. Yeah. Under the dome, we've got to be frittering away at stuff. And every single day you because I'm one of I'm a meditating person and I 100% believe in my bones that my whatever it is that I do when I meditate and what I put out when I meditate and how I kind of gear myself up it has 100% affected how I go about my day every day Mm -hmm. how I sit and organize my well this is what I'm going to do for marketing today this is what I'm going to do for client services today absolutely so the meditating itself hasn't caused that to happen no like that but it's put you in the mindset it's put me in a mindset it's helped me to feel like I need to do these things so I have to be fritting away doing the things and at the same time, have that overall belief system, that positive thinking, and what you put out there comes back to you, and so on. Because it is 100% true. It all works together. Yeah. You can't yeah. have one without the other. So the opposite of that, or the I guess an example of where that didn't work, and this is not meant to inflame anybody so or bring anybody up, away. but it... A, a few years ago. Actually, I wouldn't mind if people, if you disagree with us, oh yeah, do it. Send us all your disagreements so we can listen. Don't, don't listen. be an asshole about it. Listen um, with an open heart because yeah. everyone learns from the decisions they make when they're not in their own best interest. You yeah. can learn from those. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So many moons ago, or maybe not many moons ago, maybe just a few years ago, um, that was moons. There was a moons. placenta encapsulation. or not company, but a a company who offered placenta encapsulation. And what they put out there in part of their marketing materials was do something along the lines of, do you know where your placenta has been? And that basically they were marketing out there that those of us who have been doing placenta encapsulation forever, where we pick up your placenta, bring it to our placenta kitchen. And yes, I have a separate kitchen in my house just for placenta work. And I prepare it there in a space that I know meets all the requirements in my space with my face mask and hair cover and shit. And I know where it is when it's happening. Not anymore and not around the moon. At the new moon. Uh, But um, I heard that it works better if you do it. I'll try and line those two things up. Sorry. I'll just shave all the hair from my body. Yeah. No, Um, no. But, (laughs) but, um, you know. I, I'm able to control that environment, yeah. right? Which makes it ideally safe. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, it is out of the eyesight and smell sight of the family. 
mm-hmm. then I turn around and prepare it the way they want it to, and I return it to their home. Mm-hmm. Um, but the marketing that was put out there was insinuating that that, that, if it's that a, method was unsafe. That that is unsafe. unsafe. You don't know where it's been, yeah. type yeah. thing. Or where it's yeah. going. Or where it's going. Or that you're <coughs> getting your own placenta back. There was inference put out there that the only way, the only safe way is to keep it in your own home, which I actually disagree with because when it's out of my sight, yeah, I don't know that someone's auntie who's visiting you right after your baby isn't curious and picks it up and touches it yeah. or that it's being done in your singular kitchen, which has other shit floating around yeah. in your kitchen. Um, other kids that are there that are interested. It's fascinating shit. Yeah. I don't trust that when I leave a placenta at someone's house that it is not being left alone. Yeah. Um, or that something doesn't happen along the lines of... And then you're blamed for any issues that come up with it. Anyhow, for my comfort, it comes back to my space that I can control, then I know where it is. Control is, you know, a pipe dream, I know. But I find that that, that's safer. But if if a family wanted me to prepare it in their home, but I'm not doing postpartum work with them, then I send them to somebody who does placenta preparation in their home. That's not what I do. Mm -hmm. I do it at my home. Um, But yeah, that negative message went out there inciting anger from many doulas inciting hurt it's like why would you put out there that there would be any lack of honor in what we do what what benefit would we gather by incorrectly preparing someone's placenta or swapping placentas or not being careful with it this is a business and you're basically insinuating that there is a lack of professionalism within placenta encapsulators Mm -hmm. um and sorry who put this out um these were members of pro doula and oh, okay. it created a lot of backlash. This is kind of where a lot of that backlash started. Um, and it, I, it was why, ugly. What, and What purpose would that serve? Why? Would but it's you? negative energy. So when we talk about it, putting it out there, mm-hmm. you, why would you do that? Because someone suggested put- it mm-hmm. <laughs> as a marketing strategy. That's so dumb. But it's a negative message. And the backlash that came from because it. Because it, it insinuates and implies things about how other people do things. And yeah. not just other people, your fellow doulas. Yeah. Yeah. Your fellow so this is, this is like politics. This it, is what politicians do during campaigns. You're creating division. Mm-hmm. You're not creating inclusion. You're not just creating another option. Do you feel better having it in your home? Do you want someone to come to your home and be with you while this like is happening? That would have been a better way to have marketed that as opposed to creating negativity within uh, the community. And the blow, but that's what we're talking about. Your, set your intention. If your intention is to deface someone else in order to lift yourself up, that's going to blow back. Well, and, and it did. And that's a huge, that's a really bad, bad marketing strategy for anything. Like, can like, you imagine someone from Kappa yes. underscoring someone from Dona, like suggesting something nefarious while advertising yourself to yeah, yeah to do to Or parents, when you go for an interview and you, you hear, you know, that they're interviewing, you know, doula A, doula B, and, mm-hmm. and you... And you sitting there going, oh, well, you know, that doula, blah, 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 and that doula, blah, blah, blah. Well, and in a negative way. Well, not, now you're a not, horrible individual, so yes. see ya. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now I'm interviewing a whole bunch of new people because mm-hmm. I just don't know what the hell's going on. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not, you never badmouth another doula. I wonder if anyone's ever heard of that. Have you or heard another of another doula company or organization? Absolutely. I, I admittedly have lost jobs to other doulas. Um, who have been younger and they're saying, oh, well, we're not just not sure, you know, if, if you know, they haven't been a doula very long. And I will sit there and go, you know what? If they are the right fit for you, then you need to go That's with it. that way. Yeah. My job is to make, as a doula, when I go for an interview, is to make sure that 
we are both a good fit. And if we are, if I'm not a good fit for you, then you need to find that doula. Mm-hmm. I'll find somebody else who's going to be the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't 86, you know, another doula just to boost yourself up. That's jank. Well, it all goes back to that same thing we we're just saying. What you put out in the world, you're going to get back. Exactly. You put negativity out. What are you going to get back? That's yeah, right. exactly. And it's, that is part of your marketing. Yes. What do you want to put out there? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. My whole philosophy on life now is like, look, it's win-win. We have to find the win-win mm-hmm. regardless of what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. if you win, I win, everybody wins, that's yeah. what we're shooting for. Mm-hmm. So I'm going through a social media post here who actually goes through marketing ideas, their priority and their cost. So I, someone else, basically we're taking someone else's wheel instead of reinventing it mm-hmm. and talking about where to put your money. Mm-hmm. So the idea is brochures. The priority should be low because the cost is high. It doesn't give you back. And it doesn't, yeah, you don't get the return back from. So I think brochures, though, are different from postcards because we've had great, great success with postcards. Right. So many, so often people came to us, they they stuck around. With Vistaprint, they're not that expensive. They're not that expensive. Yeah. Brochures are more expensive, though. So like the nice yeah. shiny paper, it's a trifold and all yeah, that shit. Yeah, but yeah. postcards are awesome. Yeah. It's a stock card, you know? I like, mm-hmm. I like my brochures. And just I'm enough not giving up my damn brochures. Workshops, like offering a comfort measures workshop and such things. What does it say about that? It says that it should be a low priority. And the, the cost is low, but the, the what you get back is low. I agree with that. Really? Yeah. I've done, I've done. I think that's different like, from classes though. But I've done workshops where I've invited people to come for hypnobirthing when I was a hypnobirthing instructor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Never, just, just to discuss it and talk about, you know, you know, birth and all of that stuff. And I've had very little people come and no people from it. Really? Yeah. Because I've heard that I've heard different. Not, is this a birth? Yeah. This is about birth, marketing birth stuff. Yep. I kind of feel like, because this is something that I'm going to be trying soon, offering a short, free session that's just a taste of something. So if it's comfort measures, it's not a whole comfort measures, because I teach comfort measures classes for money, Yeah. Um, but some one thing, you offer one thing for one hour. And uh, you gotta, f- and you gotta keep doing it. That's the thing. You can't just do one workshop and say, "See, nobody came." You keep doing it and keep doing it and keep doing it. So just a taste, you know. Yeah, every, it, and it has in, to work in for you. Toronto. The yeah. problem is in Toronto, space pricing is high. Yeah. So it's not necessarily super low cost. Yeah. Unless you have a space that you already mm-hmm. that you can get for free or mm-hmm. for very cheap, yeah. Or if you're already running something downtown, where like an actual full workshop, and you can invite people afterwards to stay for just a taste of what the other, next workshop will look like. The it, problem with our business is that it's sort of like a one shot thing. You you go to you somebody hires you as a birth doula. It's for that birth and then it's done. Other businesses, because the one business that I heard about that did this very successfully, kept having free workshops, it was um, like a meal delivery, nutrition, health coaching mm-hmm. kind of business where you would be with that client for a long, long time, mm-hmm. right? It's not yeah. just for the X number of weeks that they hire you, the birth is over, you wrap things up and you move on to the next client. So in businesses where the relationship with the client is long term, those kind of workshops work really, really well. So I want to try them, but yes, that's my that's my that's my worry about uh, free workshops. I can understand. But that. they do get your name out there. 
they get your name out there. I guess, uh, and again, if you're doing a just a, just a taste type thing, come for a sample type thing, then yeah, that's come fine. for a little. This is this is you know, there's so much more that I could offer you, and even if those pregnant people who are there at your workshop don't hire you, they might pass your name on to somebody else because they liked you and they had a good time at your workshop. So it's almost like a, another option for networking. Yep. Yeah. With families. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I guess the, com- the what you just mentioned though the free workshop idea or the free just a taste is yeah. you have to be careful to not give too much and then yeah. it devalues what you're doing right that's the balance that's, that's well, right. like when you inter- balance when you interview people when mm-hmm. you go for interviews you can't sell the farm you have to give them here's a little taste of what the farm looks like but mm-hmm. if you want to buy it you're gonna have yeah. to actually hire yeah. me yeah. absolutely <clears throat> networking should have a high priority yeah and the co- cost is low to medium because some, I guess, getting together for coffee is low, is you know, low. or having a little gathering, low. Mm-hmm. Um, it could be medium if you're going to a professional one, I suppose, if you're going to a conference or something that has a networking option. Mm-hmm. Uh, search engine optimization should have high priority. The oh cost is God. low. That's, that's, that's where I suck. I really, I need, that's where I need help with. That whole website, technical things, yeah. Well, maybe we can add that to intentions for clients who come in who are offering barter. I've never had anybody offer barter. No? No. And I need money too much to barter for anything. Barter doesn't pay my phone bill. Mm -hmm. Um, Social media. Depends. I guess it depends on whether you know your message. Depends? Depends. So it depends on what you're putting out there, right? That's the key is you have to know what message you want to put out there. You have to know all these other things because you can fuck up social media Mm -hmm. uh, or you You can can. really own it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Prenatal baby shows. We mentioned that, going to the baby show. Priority should be low because the cost is high and the return isn't enough. But you do get the opportunity to network network or have reciprocal advertising based on people you meet. Yeah. Online advertising should be a high priority when done well. Yeah. Online advertising. So like on, I would say on Facebook. Google ads, Facebook ads, that kind of stuff. That type of thing because you can narrow down. Yeah, the area they're in, you can narrow down what other things they're looking for. And your budget for, and how much money you want to spend. And how much spend. you're willing to budget. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. so much money on that in doula to, for doula trainings. God, mm. I'm not, I don't know if I got the return on that I, that I wanted, but mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> Newsletters, low to medium priority, mm-hmm. low oh. cost. Mm-hmm. And again, I guess it depends on if you're just generally sending it out there or you know who you're sending it to yes. and what they're looking for. Yeah. Reciprocal advertising, high, like meaning you should prioritize it high. What does that mean, reciprocal advertising? So that's what we were talking about with net, with networking. Yeah. So it, where you, you get together, you make a particular connection, you're able to say, hey, I'd love to add you to my resource list. Would you reciprocate? Oh, I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, and online advertising, uh, high, you should be doing it, and the cost depends. Oh, they had that twice on here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so those are those are the recommendations there. Well, it's good to have a. I just feel it's good to have a plan, anyways. Oh yeah, so you have every, to have you, a plan. You sit down as a business owner. You sit down and you decide. Okay, I'm going to do some on, this year. I'm going to do some online advertising. I'm going to do some networking. Yeah, and then I'm going to do some. What's another thing that they had there? So I'm going to focus on social media. Yeah, and then you break each of those down to say, you know, just like with anything. Um, that's what's really helped me. That's what yeah. I've been doing lately is I've sat down and really made a specific marketing plan and failed plan, plan to break, fail. And, and break down exactly what I'm going to, yeah. uh, what I'm going to be doing. And even if I don't see clients flooding in, 
I feel at the end of every day that, that I've done, done something, something. Yeah. to move my business forward a little bit. Yeah. So Absolutely. don't expect that every single thing you do is going to work. No. But you might have learned more about yourself and what yes. you, you want to put out there. Yeah. Absolutely. And here's a word about baby shows. So whether you want to be like you're a dual company who pays the giant fees and goes to the baby shows and has a booth or whatever, that's one That's one thing. That's a whole other thing on its own. But I go to baby shows, just go to the baby show yeah. as myself. As and I walk around and I, you know how many doulas I met the last time? Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. And they are happy to meet you too, especially yeah. if they know you from social media. Yes. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a cheap, easy, kind of fun little way of networking and you get some free samples here and there. I love, I love when I went through, was recognized from social media by a stranger at the Loblaws in Pickering. What? I was like. I literally was walking on a fucking cloud after that. Yeah, do you feel like a movie star? I goddamn well did. It hasn't happened again, but shit, am I, was I like, yeah, why, yes, I am. Are you, she walked up to me and was like, are you Kim from the Toronto Doula Group? And I go, oh, yes. <laughs> I follow you on Instagram. I was like, oh, okay. Thanks. That's really yes. strange. <laughs> I'm not famous. I'm buying tomatoes. <laughs> Very that? nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh my god. Yeah, and at that point, we had been talking. I had been going. Uh, I had been starting to do that sort of. Uh, hey, something big is coming. Blah blah blah. So it was right around the time we were mm-hmm, setting mm-hmm. this up. She's like, I can't wait to find out what's actually coming. I go, Oh, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that was hilarious. And also doing a podcast. Hey, we can't and blogging. Not mention that out. Yeah. I mean, blogging, blogging as well. Yeah, is is huge. Do it. Do it. That it's visibility. Yeah, it's people. One of the big marketing things that I've heard. Can you? My, is my voice too far away? No, you're very loud. You okay, carry. Good. You carry. I've well. got a theater voice. Okay? You do. It's not called loud. It's called theater voice. All right. Um, it registers loud, so you're good. Um, you have lovely projection. Uh, one of the main marketing messages that I've heard is that, pe- especially when it comes to social media, people need to know you, like you, and then trust you. Like it happens in that order. First, they got to know you. So you got to put yourself out there. They got to like you because maybe you put yourself out there and they're not pleased with who you are. Yeah. And once they do like you, then they start to trust you and then they might call you or refer you or something. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. I have also realized because I've been hitting this Instagram thing hard for the last year or so, when I look at my insights, so you can look at your in- Instagram insights to see which of your posts are doing well and so on. Every single one of my, like my top 12 posts, every single one of them have been personal. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I spend a lot of time thinking, oh, here's, you know, breastfeeding, this and that, or, you know, your contractions, this and that, and specific sort of birthy pregnancy stuff. Those are not anywhere on the list. Mm-hmm. My top, top, like, I would say 20, there might be two that are businessy, that are birthy. All the rest of them are, it's my grandson's birthday. <laughs> my mom's going back home today. My son came, my, Chris coming from China, number one out of every single post. 
that I had in, in every, all the time that I've been on Instagram. That's been the most, that the far and away, it's the first and the second one is a distant second. See, my kids don't want to be on social media. Well, then do Jack. Jack doesn't, Jack yeah. doesn't care. We Jack, Jack. Talk about you. People love dogs on Instagram. We should stop talking about him. We're going to make eye oh, contact. Sorry, He's going to come over and click, yeah, click, click. Never mind, never mind, never mind. Yeah. But I'm saying that's what, that's yeah. what I've learned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That people need to... Um, know who you are. If they see you in the supermarket and they say, oh my God, I follow you on Instagram. It's because they've seen you, your face, and they kind of know your family. Well, sometimes I go to my, um, people I know when I tell them, follow me on Instagram in my classes, I I know that they do it because by lunchtime, people will start talking to me about stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's a thing too. Absolutely. They got to know you, like you, trust, trust you, you before they hire you. Yeah, that's true. If you're using Instagram, if you're using social media. So this was supposed to be marketing fails. That's not what this turned oh. into. Um, but it is. Like we talked about how we like didn't have a message initially and how we, you know, it, you kind of learn what works for you too. I, I'm going to say maybe a show works awesomely for a, what do you call it? Not a, what's the fuck? What's the word? Agency. That's what I'm looking for. For someone who's running a doula agency. So you're going for a business. You're there just to, not to promote yourself. You're there to promote options available for families. Um, that would be awesome for them, but it wasn't awesome for us, not specifically in getting direct clients, mm-hmm. but it might have been, re- again, reciprocal, where we met lots of people, people sent us their stuff, they passed it along. Yeah. <clears throat> so, never mind, because what I was going to say flew out of my head, <laughs> went out the window, and is now in China. I don't gone, know gone, what gone, gone. What I was going to say. Yeah. And that is baby brain, and it never, ever goes away. No, because my babies are old. <laughs> well, I mean, okay. we're in an hour, so it's pee time. It's pee time. Mm-hmm. Yep. And we promise we'll be back. <laughs> we will. This time, we will not just disappear into the ether. No. We shall be back with a birth story. Yep. Not, not a happy one. A loss. A loss. Okay. Followed by happiness, though. Okay. Well, we like we like a we like a good happy ending. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was waiting for you was, as soon as the words entered my head and they were like sneaking Happy out my ending. mouth. I knew so this Stephanie's was... Stephanie's favorite two words together. Happy ending. Fuckery. All right. Bye. Okay. We're back. We're back. We're rolling. Our, my toilet's broken, just so it we're is. aware. Yeah. You broke the chain. How what did you break the chain? I don't know. Because it's... What did you do, Stephanie? 50, I refuse to take responsibility. How much did I leave in that toilet? Um, so, yeah, now i got to go out to Home Depot and get a new chain for my toilet so I can flush my toilet. Shit. Sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> if that happened to me, I would just cry. I'm so incompetent when it comes to stuff like that. Look, I, I need you to stop. Look, you can do well, what my mom used true. to do, single mom style, and use a shoestring. Sh- uh, no, I'm going up to the home depot. <laughs> oh, oh, instead of a chain. Yeah. No, look. <laughs> I get in that car. I drive over to the Home Depot. I get out of the car. I walk with purpose where the fuck I'm going to, and I pick up a chain like a boss I walk up and I pay for it and I come back and I hook it up like a boss like and a boss. I walk like I own this shit nobody talks to me <laughs> nobody goes excuse me little lady is there something I can help you with mm-hmm. excuse me woman in Home Depot is there any are you lost 
No, I walk in there like with purpose. <laughs> Get Pick that, that shit chain. up. <laughs> Get back. I've never picked up a chain at Home Depot. This is the first time, but I will be wandering around just a little bit. But I know it will be in the plumbing section. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and if I have to ask where it is, I will. But I walk that I walk that Home Depot like I own that. I do place. that too, but it's all bullshit because I don't know. Oh no. <laughs> Oh, I, it, like I inside I'm going, it's a where whole the fuck facade. is the chain? Where the yeah. fuck is the chain? Yeah. But I will own that. Mm-hmm. So everybody around will go, oh, she knows. That bitch knows what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do that too, but it's all just a, it's a, show. Just a joke. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know anything. <laughs> so today we have a birth story. Mm-hmm. We have a lost story from Siobhan and Luke. I have permission to use their names. They are family. Excellent. Absolutely. So back in July, we had put the call out for people to share their stories, their birth stories, their lost stories, their how to become a doula stories. And I heard from Siobhan. Here's what we've got. Hey, Steph, I'm sharing my story. I think your post came at the right time for me to talk about this. Luke has read it and is comfortable sharing. He even had me add a few things. Oh, nice. In August 2016, I was at a cottage up north with friends. Luke and I were getting married in a few weeks, and I was having so much fun in the sun that I somehow didn't notice I hadn't needed to use the tampons I'd packed for just in case. My best friend is actually the one who brought it up, and I was in shock. My period was 10 days late. We hadn't been trying to conceive, but we had decided to go off birth control that winter. My best friend drove me to town to pick up a pregnancy test as good best friends do mm-hmm. and told me how to use it i was so nervous the line in the bathroom mm-hmm. <laughs> together yes together <laughs> that's a that's a good friend that line showed up dark and strong immediately i was speechless how did this happen when did this happen um how, really how Siobhan, did i not notice you, 10 days to tell you how it happened <laughs> that's a different podcast. with stephanie <laughs> as a stephanie as a cousin really i bet you do know um I'm so excited, but oh no, the wedding, the open bar, the delicious wines we'd selected. Ah, yeah, I the, told Luke the food. and we goofy smiled at each other. Holy shit, I'm pregnant. He hugged me tight and we laughed a little bit hysterically. We had a beautiful wedding a few weeks later. The bartenders secretly made me virgin cocktails when someone got, got me a drink and wanted me to do a shot. My dress was a lot more bosomy than I had expected, but it fit. It didn't. I didn't party the night away like I thought I would, but I was happy to fall into bed exhausted and go to sleep with my new husband. We went to the first ultrasound together and cried with excitement seeing a little fast heartbeat on the oh, screen. Oh, this was her wedding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. I thought she was just going to a wedding. No, she was excitedly planning hers. Oh. <clears throat> uh, my appointments all went well and I didn't have any morning sickness. I told my boss at work and they started thinking about who could take over for me while I was off. I had a cute little baby bump and started wearing stretchy dresses with cardigans to work. My team asked me questions all the time. Was I going to find out the sex? Yes. Did I have names picked out? Not yet. They were so excited. My siblings couldn't wait for a new little niece or nephew and our parents were overjoyed. On December 12th, I had the day off work for an ultrasound. We were finding out the sex. My sister wanted to be there, so she was meeting us at the doctor's office with her six-month-old. Luke drove. Traffic was bad, and we were running late, which was making me seriously anxious. 
Halfway there, Luke announces that he's having an emergency and must pull over to take a dump at Tim Hortons. <laughs> this is my family, and we're not even blood related. Oh yes, but Are you yes, sure? we can shit anywhere. Um, <laughs> I was going to lose it. I cannot stand to be late. Mm-hmm. Um, Siobhan's my family. Yeah. <laughs> We got there in the nick of time, and I left Luke, my sister, and my nephew, the smiliest baby ever, in the waiting room. They always start the ultrasound with just the patient and then bring the family in after. I laid there while the technician did her thing, staring up at the ceiling, wondering when, when we'd get to the good part. She stopped at some point and looked at me. She looked very uncomfortable. She simply said, you have to see your doctor. There is no heartbeat. Oh, shit. I didn't understand what she meant. She left the room, and I sat there for a while wondering what the hell was going on. This pit in my stomach kept growing and growing. Do they need to do it again? Is the machine broken? What does this mean? Did I miscarry? I think deep inside I knew, because I eventually realized no one was coming back. I got dressed and went out to the waiting room. They just left her there? Yeah. What the fuck? And as soon as I saw their confused faces, I burst into tears. I remember every detail so clearly after that. The doctor's explanation that things just happen. Being told that I had to go to the hospital to deliver this fetus. I was 19 weeks weeks and five days. Mm. Calling my mom to tell her from the car. Taking a shower that night and falling to my knees in the tub, sobbing. I had to be admitted to labor and delivery to be induced. I was given a morphine drip. A social worker talked to us about things like having a memorial and naming the baby, and that would help us get through the loss and grief. I hated that part. I wanted to think of this as a miscarriage, as a medical procedure required to deal with it. I didn't want to think of this as a little human being who was dead inside my body. Mm. My sister stayed with us through it all. Good sisters, man. Because I didn't end up delivering until 20 weeks by law, the remains have to be taken care of by a funeral home, not the hospital. My sister, she took care of all of that. She let my work know. She kept my family aware of what was going on. She had my smiley nephew there who, as Luke put it, had beams of happiness shooting from his eyes. She threw her body in front of my face as a shield when I said, oh God, I can feel it coming. So I didn't have to see the little body coming out or being taken to the side to be examined. Luke held my hand through everything and we cried a lot. We kept saying it's going to be okay. When the nurse asked us one last time if we wanted to know the sex, we looked at each other and said yes we would. It was a boy. I had a lot of wine, smoked a lot of cigarettes Mm. in the next few weeks, as one should. I had complications from the loss and had to go to emergency twice. It was a nightmare. Oh, no. It was Christmas time, and I didn't go back to work until the new year. I wrote a careful but honest email explaining to my team at work what had happened. I wasn't scared to go back to work because because of the people who knew what had happened. My greatest fear was running into someone I didn't see often who didn't know what happened and would ask Mm -hmm. me about my baby in a crowded elevator. Yeah. And that did happen. Oh, no. I had so many friends and family reach out to share their own experiences of loss, and I'm still amazed at how common it is and how little I knew about it when so many women have gone through this. I read some really helpful books on pregnancy loss. Luke and I took a trip to Spain and went on a cruise. We started trying to get pregnant again 
as soon as we were cleared to. Every month I got my period was so excruciating. I was so upset and cried every time. I yelled at Luke for any reason. Eventually, I talked to a counselor who told me I was probably associating not getting pregnant with the loss and I was grieving a new loss each month. I learned some techniques to help me feel not so devastated whenever I got my period and focus on enjoying the present. I reminded myself over and over again that I would be a mother one day, whether I got pregnant or not. I made fun plans with people I love, who I enjoy spending time with, and who understood me, like my best friend. I planned things to look forward to when my period was due, like a massage or pedicure or a date with Luke. I was in a much better place when Luke and I had our first, and it turned out only appointment, at the fertility clinic. We had a really hard time getting a doctor to explain the pregnancy loss. In fact, my OB mailed the autopsy report to my house and then never returned our phone calls or met with us to go through it. Jesus. Oh God. The doctor at the fertility clinic was very sympathetic and immediately referred us to McMaster Children's Hospital Genetics Department and said they have the right expertise to explain this loss. And they did. <clears throat> Two weeks after that fertility appointment, we were feeling hopeful about getting answers and starting investigations into why we hadn't, begun, why we hadn't been able to get pregnant again. And then my period didn't come when it was supposed to. Hmm. I waited four full days for a test, and when I finally did, it was positive, and we were ecstatic. We were both very anxious the first 20 weeks of pregnancy. During this time, we went to McMaster, and they explained our baby had died of Potter's syndrome, which means he hadn't developed kidneys. Hmm. There is a 1 in 5,000 chance of this happening in any pregnancy, and it's not genetic. So we were no more likely to have it happen again than anyone else. Look at 5,000. That's not high. They also did a detailed scan of our new baby, a boy, and he was healthy. I could see immediate change in Luke that day. It was like he looked lighter and exhaled again after holding his breath for four months. Hmm. Our beautiful baby boy, Rudy, was born on June 16th, 2018. Rudy. 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 Sharing a birthday with my Xander. I love Mm -hmm. that name. Right? Rudy. His joyful, hilarious, mischievous, charming, independent, stubborn, smart, and has the most infectious laugh. Boy, that sounds just like his father. Um, I think he will be the best big brother to his sibling, who's coming this January. I think a lot about my first pregnancy and our baby boy, who wasn't meant to be born. I mourn him, and I grieve for him, and I'm sad in a way that feels healthy now. Mm. It's part of who I am, part of who Luke and I are as a couple. The loss connected us in a way I can't explain, and it changed me, as I imagine loss loss does for people sometimes, in that I'm much more aware of living in the present instead of waiting for what's to come. True. And that is from my friend Siobhan and Luke. Wow. So Mm -hmm. when I say family and not related, Luke is my sister's brother-in-law, which for many people seems like a stretch. Why would I know people so well? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in our family on that side, my husband is best friends with my sister's husband, mm-hmm. which basically makes my sister's husband's friend our family, mm-hmm. or my sister's husband's best friend's family our family. Literally, mm-hmm. my sister married into his best friend's family, and and vice versa. I, I married into Roger's family, so yeah. everyone knows each other. And and I have to tell you, Adrian. Luke and, Sh- and Mike's mother did, what do you call it, um, uh, foster care for Catholic Children's Aid Society. And she did the higher-risk babies, so the babies who were born addicted and things like that. Mm-hmm. And you could walk into her house at any time and 
pick up a baby who needed love. Mm -hmm. And it was amazingly wonderful. So thank you, Siobhan, for sharing that. I know that it took you a long time to be able to say all of those things out loud. And you chose to share it with us. I appreciate you sharing that with us. That That is our story for this week. Congratulations, guys. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. And that is our last story. And that's it. Had nothing else. I am going to put the screws on everybody I know who's you, had a baby. Come it. on. Yes, I keep saying that. And then I keep not doing it. But I'm going to do it now. <laughs> I am. I'm going to send them all. You couldn't have waited until we pressed stop, right? I couldn't. You, she could not. Lordy. My belches are valid. Well, we, <laughs> we're at the end of another podcast. Thanks, everyone. Thank yes. you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. That's follow right. us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter. We're probably going to set up a Facebook page at some point. At some point. Um, did you like that live video? At the Tell us yeah. if you did. Was that good? Because we'll you do like it that? again. If you hated it, we won't ever do it again. But <laughs> oh, no, come on. Oh, no, we will. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, we will. Okay. Because you. we don't. Yeah. Cause, cause we're just. You. Yeah. Um, no. Whatever. Um, yeah. So follow us. Like us. Yeah. Tell Send us, us your an stories. email. Pragmaticdoulas at gmail.com. The pragmaticdoulas. The Maybe email. that's where they're all going. Maybe email. Not going yes. To the right email place. will not work unless you put the whole thing in. Yeah. The pragmaticdoulas at gmail.com. And um, follow us individually, too. Hello. Remember? Marketing? Yep. Stephanie, what are you? Uh, I think I'm official underscore doula stuff. I think that's me on Instagram. Yeah. You have breast is best, too. And there's breast is best as well. Which yeah. At breast, breast is best. Yeah. And what are you Toronto, on Instagram? Toronto doula group. Toronto doula group. And I'm at doula Suzanne. So follow us on all of our thingies. Thingies. What are they called? Platforms. So, platforms. Social media platforms. There we go. <laughs> Fuck, we're old. <laughs> All right. See you next week. You have a great day. Bye.